Episode 74, The Origin of the Nativity Scene. Before we begin, just remember that you can email catholicdailybrief at gmail.com if you have any topic ideas that you'd like me to cover in an episode. And also please consider becoming a member at patreon.com slash catholicdailybrief. So the origin of the nativity scene. We all are familiar with the nativity scene. It's pretty ubiquitous during the Christmas season. There's so many different kinds and styles throughout the world, which makes us wonder where did this start and why do we do it? Why is it such an important element? Well, it's not just decoration. The importance of the nativity scene, or the creche as it's also called, is imagining the incarnation. It's very important for us. Christ really came into the world. He really was flesh and blood. He really is flesh and blood. He really came into a particular place in the world at a particular moment in history, really in a stable. And so that's important for us too, to not think of the incarnation or really our faith in general as something abstract. It's something incarnate. It's something sensible, concrete, not abstract. So it's important not to only meditate on the theological significance of what it means that Christ came into this world in humility, but also the concrete, historical, sensible aspects of it, because his entrance into the world was a real event. And so the nativity scene reminds us of that, that we're not just thinking about some nice little fable or myth. We're remembering and reliving and representing to ourselves an actual event, a real action of the God-man when God really did break into history himself and reveal himself to the world in those particular surroundings of the stable in Bethlehem. So where and how did this start, this tradition of the nativity scene or the creche? The origins are in the 13th century with St. Francis. St. Francis, as you know, was a deacon and he was visiting a town called Greccio in Italy. I've actually visited, beautiful place. And he was going for Christmas mass, a midnight mass. And since the chapel was too small, he decided to form a little altar in a rock cave. And St. Bonaventure actually describes the events, and he was pretty much a contemporary of St. Francis, and he says the following. It happened in the third year before his death, that in order to excite the inhabitants of Greccio to commemorate the nativity of the infant Jesus with great devotion, he determined to keep it with all possible solemnity. And lest he should be accused of lightness or novelty, he asked and obtained the permission of the sovereign pontiff. Then he prepared a manger, and brought hay, and an ox, and an ass to the place appointed. The brethren were summoned, the people ran together, the forest resounded with their voices, and that venerable night was made glorious by many and brilliant lights and sonorous psalms of praise. The man of God, St. Francis, stood before the manger, full of devotion and piety, bathed in tears and radiant with joy. The Holy Gospel was chanted by Francis, the Levite of Christ. Then he preached to the people around the nativity of the poor king, And being unable to utter his name for the tenderness of his love, he called him the Babe of Bethlehem. A certain valiant and voracious soldier, Master John of Greccio, who for the love of Christ had left the warfare of this world and became a dear friend of this holy man, affirmed that he beheld an infant marvelously beautiful sleeping in the manger, whom the blessed Father Francis embraced with both his arms, as if he would wake him from sleep. The vision of the devout soldier is credible not only by reason of the sanctity of him that saw it, but by reason of the miracles which afterwards confirmed its truth. For example, of Francis, if it be considered by the world, is doubtless sufficient to excite all hearts which are negligent in the faith of Christ. And the hay of that manger, being preserved by the people, miraculously cured all diseases of cattle and many other pestilences. God thus in all things glorifying his servant and witnessing to the great efficacy of his holy prayers by manifest prodigies and miracles. 
So St. Francis wanted to bring the people to greater devotion and to reflect more intensely on the reality of Christ's birth, and so he formed this live model. And it wasn't just a gimmick because, as I said before, what we do in the great feasts of the church's liturgical year is not just reflect or recall what happened, we make them present again. Because these are mysteries of God, and while they happened at a certain point in history, on the other hand, they're actions of God who is outside of time, and so we can, in a sense, spiritually make ourselves present there again and again. Because while they did happen in a period in history, they are not restricted to that period in history. They kind of transcend history also in another way. We do this in every Mass. We not only think back on the sacrifice of Christ that began at the Last Supper and was consummated on the cross, but we actually make it present again, really. So that's why the Nativity scene is such an effective devotion, because it brings back to our eyes very concretely the events of that day over 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem. And we can, by looking on it, imagine ourselves really there present at this great moment. So because of that, because of the great effectiveness of being able to visibly present this moment in history, along with the fact that when St. Francis did it, it was accompanied by various miracles, that contributed to its spread. St. Francis was one of the greatest saints, and so his holiness and the miracles of the first creche made it a very popular devotion that, of course, has spread throughout the entire world and continues even now. In addition to this, there are also elements of the nativity scene that foretell or foreshadow his passion. So for example, the fact that he was born in Bethlehem, which means house of bread, foretells the fact that he is the bread of life. It would give his flesh for the life of the world. Again, the same thing being foreshadowed by his being laid in a manger, a feeding trough, and a wooden manger foreshadowing the wood of the cross, and the humility of his surroundings foreshadowing his humility during his passion. So we might think of the nativity scene as the Christmas counterpart of the Lenten Stations of the Cross, because in the Stations of the Cross, we usually have visual representations of each of these events, and that's again another way for us to accompany Christ during these events of his passion. The nativity scene is instructive theologically because it first gives us the beautiful image of Christ coming into the world, but also it, along with the passion, is kind of kind of serves as bookends of Christ's mission in the world of humility and suffering, but doing all of this out of deep love. So just like the Stations of the Cross, the nativity scene should be a subject of prayer or a prompt to prayer. We shouldn't just look at nativity scenes and say, wow, that's really pretty or that's cute or look at all the animals or I like this style of nativity scene. We would do well to actually meditate on a nativity scene while looking at it. Much like when we look at the Stations of the Cross, we picture to ourselves these events and try to imagine being there and reflect on the graces present and the graces won for us there. So a couple episodes ago, we talked about mental prayer. Looking at a nativity scene is a great way to prompt or to start mental prayer. That, that part of mental prayer that we talked about is meditation, where we present to our minds some reality of God or some action of Christ in the Gospels and we use that to start our prayer so that we might elicit certain acts of the will and certain affections towards God. What better way to do that than reflecting on the humble Christ child in the manger at Bethlehem? So whenever you see a nativity scene, it should prompt you to start reflecting on the beauty and humility and profound love displayed by Christ in that event.
at my Patreon, I have uh, a couple pictures. One is the cave where St. Francis made the first crash, and the other one is a picture from the Basilica of St. Mary Major in Rome with statues from around the same time as St. Francis marble statues. So it's probably one of the earliest nativity scenes as well. So if you go to my Patreon, you can see those pictures. And lastly, just recall what St. Bonaventure said in his description of St. Francis's actions, that the scene stirred such devotion in him that the Christ child actually appeared to him, which again is a confirmation that, that this is not just a nice, cute little scene, but it actually is something that can be an occasion for great contemplation and wonderful actions of God's grace in our souls.